Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. I have a very important message today. It is a present truth message. It's a message I have talked on in bits and pieces over the years. But the time of its fulfillment is upon us. And I've entitled it, The Humility and the Ability of the Mind of Christ. The scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 16, and I'd like all of you to follow me. It says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? He's asking a rhetorical question taken from actually Isaiah chapter 40. Remember, the entire Old New Testament has an Old Testament foundation. Every revelation that we see in the New Testament, there is some root revelation in the Old Testament from which it is derived and they're probably expanded, have more illumination, so you, 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 know, uh, you, you see it more. It says, for who hath known the mind of the Lord? He actually asked this question in Isaiah chapter 40. You know, that he may instruct him. But we, everybody say, but we, if you are part of us. Uh, so you're not part of us. If you are a part of us, but we have the mind of Christ. This is a mind-blowing statement. Is a mind-blowing statement. We, that is those of us who are Christians, who are in Christ. Let me paraphrase it in a more, uh, in a clearer way in our modern English. But we have access to the mind of Christ. I think that that's a better way because a lot of people say, well, yeah, I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't have the mind of Christ. I, I haven't seen the mind of Christ. You, you, the truth about it is you have access to it. The problem is you don't know how to access it. Or you have not been accessing it to the degree you should. But we, let me say, but we have the mind of Christ. Now, there are two aspects of the mind of Christ. There is the aspect of the attitude of the mind of Christ, which is humility and meekness and lowliness of heart. Then there is the aspect of the ability of the mind of Christ. Now, this is the problem. And with, with, with the answer. You cannot access, let me paraphrase that. The degree to which you can access the ability of the mind of Christ is dependent on the degree to which you have allowed the humility, the meekness, and the lowliness of the mind of Christ to operate. You can't have one without the other. And the reason why the church up till now, has not accessed the ability of the mind of Christ to any appreciable degree that will stun the world. Is because we have not imbibed the attitude of the mind of Christ, the humility, 
the meekness and the loneliness of, 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 of Christ. Of all the things Jesus said we should learn of him, the one he majored was meekness and loneliness of heart. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Because it is that lowliness, that humility, that meekness, that attitude that opens the door, that gives access to the ability of the mind of Christ. Everybody wants the ability of the mind of God. Everybody wants wisdom, photographic memory, and all of that. But you're not, you're, the, the degree to which you're going to access that is the degree to which you have imbibed the attitude of the mind of Christ or the humility of the mind of Christ. Look at Philippians chapter 2. I don't know if I'm going to finish this message today. There's so much here. Philippians, the second chapter, and it starts from verse 5. This same thing, this same Paul, the Holy Spirit through Paul is teaching us this. He said, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ. The mind of Christ. He said, we have the mind of Christ. Observe, he said, it's your responsibility. You, you, let this mind be in you. It is a decision of your will. Let this mind, let this attitude, let this characteristic of Christ that was in Christ's mind. This, it was in Christ's mind. He said, now let it be in you. Let this mind Being you, which also was in Christ Jesus. Then he begins to detail the degree of the humility of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who being in the form of God, I didn't hear you. I did not hear you. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That's old English. Did not think equality with God was a thing he had to hold on to. He let it go. To become a man. It was his right. He was equal with God. But he did not, he did not hold on to it. Hmm. But made himself. This is the mind that should be in you. This is the attitude that should be in you. But made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of his God. Equal with God. But he, he, he agreed to become like a servant. And took upon him the form of a servant and the form of man. Oh, honey, you got it. Do you know? You know, God, the three persons of the Godhead from eternity. Everything was inside them. In him we move and have our big. So, one of them took his omnipotence, took his omniscience, the, the power of his omnipotence, the power of his omniscience, the power of his, you know, omnipresence. Then he gave it to the other two persons of the Godhead to hold in trust. And then he allowed himself to be miniaturized. That's the best word. That's, that's what it was. Because he was, he was God before in the form of God. Big, you know, like the three persons of the, the other two persons of the Godhead. But he allowed himself to become tiny. 
If I said microscopic, it would not be correct because it's much smaller than microscopic. It's, it's smaller than anything we can think of. You're, you're looking at orders of a magnitude. This is just for human reasoning and understanding. It's probably bigger than this. You know, of some, something in, in, in 10 to power 100, 10 times 10 times 10, 100 places, then allowing himself to become something like 10 to power, you know, just a, a little zygote that was going to be put inside Mary's womb, you know. You know, at the smallest level, maybe it's one, one centimeter or, two, or, or, you know, or, or one millimeter, which would be like 10 to the power minus, you know, uh, three of a meter or, or, or even lower. He, minic- he allowed himself to become much smaller than what he was so that the purpose of God could be fulfilled. And then he, you know, under the control of God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, was injected. That was the first IVF, you know, into, you know, um, intro, what do they call it? In, in vitro fertilization. Thank you, Dr. Williams. And he was injected into that fetus. The egg that was fertilized by the word of God, you know, took an, you know, from Mary's womb, planted it in her placenta, in her womb. Then they now took that miniaturized Lord Jesus, that God, who became tiny like that, and put it inside the womb. (laughs) That's what happened. Mary was the first surrogate mother. The egg was from God. And the body was planted inside her womb. Because she was a virgin. And she carried it to town. And he grew like every other little child. You know, after some time, the head will form. Then the eyes will form. Then the legs will form. You've seen um, films of how the fetus develops inside the womb. No, no, No shortcut. And through exactly the same process. When he was nine months, full term, Bethlehem on that fateful night called Christmas Day, she gave birth to him. It's a reality. But you see, what Paul is bringing out here was that Jesus was conscious in heaven, you know, before he lost all of that and gave it to, you know, his omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. You know, it was an agreement. He was God. But he did not think equality with God was something he would hold on to. So he let it go. Oh, give the Lord Jesus a super clap offering. Verse 9, 8. And being found in fashion as a man, when he now grew up and became conscious of who he was, he was a baby at first in Bethlehem, then he was 12 years old, then he got to know, yeah, I'm son of God. So what do I do? He became, being found in fashion, he humbled himself, knowing who he was. 
and became obedient unto death. He was obedient all his life. He was obedient when he was 10. He was obedient when he was 12 years old. He was obedient when he was 15, 20. All those years. In fact, the scripture summarizes in the book of Luke. Talking about this. He said, he, you know, his parents said, well, you know, when he was 12 and he went to the temple and he was there for three days. They didn't know where he was. And they were, you know, worrying about him. And he said, why are you worrying about me? He said, don't you know I must be about my father's business? He said they didn't really, Joseph didn't fully understand. Mary understood a little bit, but, you know. And then the Bible says he went and he was subject unto them. He's always been obedient all his life, even though he knew who he was. That is the height of humility. I, 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 God gave me a revelation knowledge definition of humility. I didn't, I didn't get it in a book. It is submitting to the will of God, even when you don't feel like it. And you know you are bigger than what he wants you to do. That's why, I'm getting ahead of myself, you know, it, it's, it's contextual, so I'll, I'll say it. That's why Jesus said to exercise humility, is that when you go to a feast, or a public place, he said, don't go to the highest position, even though maybe that's the position for you. He said, go and sit in a lower place. What are you doing? You're submitting to the will of God, even though you know you, you, are, not, you, you are not holding that thing, you know, like, like Jesus. The Bible says, we thought not robbery. So you're not holding what is your right. You, 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 you release it. And you go and take a lower position than what you really know you should be. Then Jesus said that when you do that, then the person who is having the feast will now come and he will now say, ah, no, 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 something like you should not be sitting there. This is where you should be sitting. Then they will now bring you up. Then Jesus taught us this great lesson. And it's a lesson for every Nigerian. If there's one thing that is rife in this country, it is pride. We are all. And I say, you know, it's a general Nigerian problem. When you go to parties or you go to a function, you see it all the time. It's always a problem of where the big men will sit. Nobody wants to take a lower position. And that's one area you must learn to exercise yourself. Some time ago, somebody invited me for something. Then he told me he wanted me to do this and that. You know, but uh, of course I didn't, you know, I just said, okay. Then I, I just got to the place and they ushered me to one of the seats. It wasn't where he said. I didn't ask, I didn't bother. You know, I just sat down where, where, where I was put. Around me were some very, very other, very important people. You know, some vice chancellors and some big guys. You know, so later on now, they now started calling, you know, call them up and everything. You know, then he now spoke about me, but he didn't ask me to... I, I was so happy. I said, God is a test tool. That was not where I was supposed to be sitting. I was supposed to be sitting because that's what he told me I was going to do. He said, I still did it, but I did it anonymously. He said, oh, you know, we're going to do this. I said, okay, I'll do it. You know, and I did it. You know, then I said, don't tell anybody. I said, don't announce it. Don't, I don't want anybody to know. That day, I just sat down where I was. But I knew it was God. Can you do it without human recognition? Can you do it as unto God? 
Rather than being called up to the front position, then they announce you, announce everything, which is what we like to do. Everybody say, let, everybody say, let this mind that is in Christ being you learn to take a lower position than what you actually deserve. Than what you actually know. The more you do it, the more you're exercising your heart in humility. Most people will be offended. Most people will be angry. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Who does he think I am? He just, you know, come and bring. me In a line without me, they just put me somewhere. You know. Hey, come on. The person who, your real recognition comes from God. Not from man. Hallelujah. And you know how Jesus ends that story? It's a parable. Or it's a story. He said, you will have worship in the eyes of He said, for whosoever humbles himself shall be exalted. And he that exalts himself shall be made humble. It was a simple story, but it encapsulates a great truth. Can you do great things and not be recognized? The, 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 the honor and the recognition that you should get is not given to you and you don't feel anything. Then you know God has started working in you. You are now qualifying to get the ability of the mind of Christ. Because you cannot, it is the degree to which you have got the humility of the mind of Christ that you can access the ability of the mind of Christ. How about talking to anybody here? And being found in fashion of man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. That's at the end of his life. Even the death of a very shameful death. This was the hardest test for him. Because he knew, apart from the physical pain, the physical pain of the cross, where he was going to be nailed to the cross, which was going to be very painful. But apart from that, the shame, the disgrace, the mockery. You know, every time I read my I read my Bible every day, like I tell you to. And because I read the gospels every day, usually every every two, every three or four weeks, I come back to it's either in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. I come back to that resurrection, you know, the, the time of his death. Anytime I read it, that's how I know I'm born again. Say you know you know that if Christ be in you, except you be reprobate, I know. I can feel how he felt. It's happened to me many, many times. I read my Bible. I say, God, this is God who. Second person of the Godhead. They first of all arrest him in Gethsemane. They come with knife and, and, and sword and everything. He said, have you come against a thief? He said, once I every day with you in the temple, he said, but this is the hour of darkness. Peter tries to operate in the flesh, brings out his sword, wants to hit the high priest, almost killed the guy. The Bible says he cut his hair off. He's not that good of a marksman. He was an angel that deflected it. He was aiming for the head of that guy. You know, an angel just deflected it and he cut the guy's hair off. Immediately, Jesus takes the hair and puts it back and heals the boy instantly. So the other soldiers back down. When they saw they were not going to fight. Because if they started fighting, they would have killed all the apostles. The whole, the whole three years' work would have finished that night. After that, they arrest him. Then they bind him. This guy who has the power. When they first came and they said, Who is Jesus? They said, I am. They all fell down. 
Then he withdrew that power. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He withdrew it deliberately. And he just submitted himself. Became obedient. Then they, 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 they tied his hand like a, like a common criminal. Then they led him to the house of the high priest. You know. Then, you know, they started asking him, but he didn't answer them. You know, ask him all kinds of questions. So he didn't answer them. The high priest gets very angry. Then because he's high priest and he's in that position, so Jesus always obeyed the law. He said, I adjure you. The high priest is talking now, not just the Sanhedrin. I adjure you by um, God Almighty, uh, uh, Jehovah, the God of Israel. Tell us, are you the Christ? At that point, Jesus had to speak up. Because it was a high priest talking in his position as high priest. He said, like you say, I am. He said, and the time is going to come where you will see me come from heaven with the power of the mighty angel. Ah, oh, the man went mad. Tore his clothes. He said, what, have need, what need we have there any other witnesses? We have heard it from his mouth. The very blasphemy. Then the mockery began. They blindfolded him. Then they slapped him. You need to read it carefully. You know, I, every, every, I, every time I read it, I, just, I feel it in my heart. It's like as if I was there. As if the Jesus, I could feel what Jesus was feeling that night. They slapped him. They said, prophesy, who slapped you? Can you imagine? It's God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.